This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Congressman Barry Moore spoke to Newsmax recently about a memo from within the FBI that seeks to target Catholics. Moore says this is just another proof of how corrupt and weaponized the government agency has become. Well, we, we just discovered this here. That as we look deeper into the FBI, just how corrupt it seems to be, and certainly going after religious organizations and our brothers and sisters in the Catholic Church that are being defined as some sort of terrorist because they believe they're pro-life or they're, they believe in the sanctity of marriage between a man and a woman. These are the kind of things that the government has no business digging into. This is guaranteed by the Constitution. This is something that we, I think, as Judiciary Committee and as members of Congress, have a responsibility to protect people's liberty and freedoms to have a voice. And one of the things, Kilmeny, when I was doing my town halls, I got to tell you, all through the district, as we were talking to the American people, they fear this federal government feeling like they're being targeted because they're conservatives, whether it's by the IRS or the FDA or the EPA, whatever the, the government bureaucracy is that feels like it needs to target. And the FBI ought to be above reproach. They ought to be a law enforcement agency that protects Americans' liberties. And they, based on what we're discovering, they've actually been one of the biggest violators of that the protections under the law. So we have a responsibility to get to the bottom of that, and I feel like we're going to do just that. The trial involving a bridge company in the state of Alabama will be getting underway this week. The Baldwin County Bridge Company is suing the Alabama Department of Transportation for a new bridge plan that was developed that the BCBC says will undermine the agreement that they had with ALDOT when they built the toll bridge in that area years ago. BCBC claims that ALDOT Director John Cooper acted in bad faith by creating this new bridge plan. When it comes to these new plans, Cooper is seeking to block any communications that he had with Governor Ivey, saying it undermines executive privilege to bring it to public light. The company chosen to build this new bridge by Cooper is Scott Bridge Company. 1819 News reporter Erica Thomas is now finding out that through the Secretary of State records, Scott Bridge Company was a generous campaign contributor to various political organizations here in the state, as well as Governor Ivey herself, giving as much as 20000 to Ivey's campaign. Scott Bridge is a foreign-owned company with offices based in Opelika. ALDOT Director Cooper told 1819 that BCBC was foreign-owned. However, Erica Thomas has confirmed that BCBC is a domestic LLC that works out of Daphne as well as Wetumpka. Warrior Met Coal is about to reopen its doors after a strike that has gone on one month short of two years. Union leaders within the United Mine Workers of America sent a letter to miners saying that union members would return to work on March 2nd in all four locations owned by Warrior Met Coal. The union and Warrior Met are still meeting to work out a new agreement together. The strike began on April 1st, 2021, when over 1,000 union members took part in that strike. About 800 are planning to return to work. Twinkle Cavanaugh announces plans to run for re-election to be president of the Alabama Public Service Commission. Cavanaugh first won that seat in 2020. She says that sound energy policy is foundational for all that is achieved here in the state, from the state economy to Alabama families and their quality of life. Cavanaugh says she refuses to cave to the whims of out-of-state environmental lobbyists and their desire to influence Alabama's energy decisions. On Monday, Kavanaugh released a statement about the Biden administration's energy policy, saying that despite Joe Biden's best effort to oppose the state, the PSC is committed to utilizing coal and natural gas for energy production, which kept the heat on for millions of Alabamians this year during some of the coldest weather on record. Students at Sanford University in Birmingham have been engaged in a spontaneous revival for five days now. The singing and praying 
started last Wednesday in the wake of a 10-day revival that occurred at Asbury University in Kentucky. Sanford Professor of Christian Ministry, J.D. Payne, posted an update on social media of what he saw when he arrived at the chapel on campus. Uh, about an hour and 15 minutes of praise and worship time. Uh, after about an hour and 15 minutes, one student got up, read a lengthy passage uh, out of Psalms, uh, gave a testimony, and uh, led the group in prayer, challenged, uh, challenged everyone to get together and pray together and uh, bear one another's burdens. Uh, everything's been done tonight in a very orderly manner. Uh, Christ has been at the center of, of everything that's been taking place. I've seen people raising their hands, clapping, saying amen. I was very impressed to see a lot of young men in the, in the chapel uh, tonight worshiping the Lord. Spoke to a brother tonight who said he's been praying for 28 years for God to bring revival uh, to Sanford University. And so please, uh, please keep, keep praying, uh, praying for us. Three pastors here in Alabama traveled to Asbury University themselves to take part in the services there. Clear Branch United Methodist lead pastor Vaughn Stafford, as well as associate pastors Jeremy Ovel and Mark Harvard, say that they went to the campus to pray with college students this past Friday. All three waited in line to get into the chapel for about three hours. Harvard says there was singing and talking all along the way, and everyone was there for the right reason, which was about surrendering hearts and being humble before God. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, well, we started out a new week learning that President Joe Biden made a secret trip to not East Palestine, Ohio, but to Ukraine. Biden took a secret train trip from Poland to Kiev and met with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky to show his support at the one-year mark of Russia's invasion of the eastern parts of Ukraine. Biden also announced another influx of U.S. taxpayer money to that country. Half a billion dollars was pledged in U.S. assistance that includes ammunition, anti-tank missiles, air surveillance radars, and other aid. Biden is under criticism by former President Donald Trump for not taking time to visit citizens in East Palestine, Ohio, where a massive train derailment of toxic chemicals have caused contamination of that area's water, air, and soil. Former President Donald Trump will be there this Wednesday. He spoke about Biden's failure to do so to Real America's voice. Well, I think it's very sad, and I'll be going, uh, as you know, I'll be spending some time in Ohio where he should be. And uh, frankly, that FEMA should have been there a long time ago. And I announced that I was going and all of a sudden FEMA is sending a lot of money now and they weren't going to send anything. So I'm honored by that. But I'll be there on Wednesday and I look forward to that. It'll be great. Those are great people. And they were abandoned, but now I think they won't be abandoned any longer. Very sad to watch that. The director of the Environmental Protection Agency, Michael Reagan, has decided not to risk the criticism that could come from him also taking an overseas trip, so he has canceled his celebrity road trip to Ghana and Sierra Leone in Africa in order to bring attention to climate change. Reagan was going to travel with British actor Idris Elba this past weekend, but he canceled and instead spent a day in East Palestine, Ohio, to observe the terrible accident there. Reagan then tweeted after his visit, that the EPA will be at that location for as long as it takes to ensure the health and safety of the community. Also this past Monday, the state of Ohio had another catastrophic hit. A metal factory in Bedford, about 70 miles from East Palestine, sustained a massive explosion. Emergency crews responded to the explosion at Schumann & Company, which is a producer of brass and bronze alloys. 
14 people are reported to be injured with burns, one in critical condition. The smoke from the blast could be seen from about 15 miles from the area. Fire Captain Brian DeRocco spoke with WOIO 19 News. Well, in the case of the Catholic bishop who was found shot to death in his L.A. suburb home, the Los Angeles County Sheriff now says a suspect is in custody. 69-year-old Bishop David O'Connell was the auxiliary bishop for the Los Angeles Archdiocese. He was found dead on Sunday in Hacienda Heights due to a bullet wound to the chest. The sheriff's office is not releasing the name of the suspect. However, a neighbor in Hacienda Heights spoke with the Daily Mail and said that the suspect is Carlos Medina and that Medina's wife worked for Bishop O'Connell. Police did reveal that there was no forced entry into O'Connell's home. YouTube seems to have read the recent FBI memo about targeting Catholics because a recent documentary that was produced by the Catholic League has now been hidden behind an age restriction banner by YouTube. The documentary explores the devolution of Disney from being family friendly to pushing hypersexuality, the LGBTQ agenda, transgenderism, as well as its ties to China. Catholic League Communications Director Mike McDonald told Just the News that they've appealed to YouTube about this age restriction pointing out that there's no cursing, no violence, no nudity, or anything objectionable that would merit it an age restriction and a limitation to how it reaches other families. YouTube responded saying it reviewed the content and determined it violated community guidelines and their effort to make YouTube a safe place for all. The documentary, by the way, is titled Walt's Disenchanted Kingdom. Yesterday, we featured a segment from Tucker Carlson on Fox News that was related to the Asbury University revival. Tucker Carlson is back in the news for a different reason. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has released 41,000 hours of Capitol Hill surveillance footage from January 6, 2021. That footage is released exclusively to Tucker Carlson and his research team to review. What they find will be reported on in the weeks ahead. Most recently, Carlson has referred to Washington, D.C. as a regime of secrecy and deceit. The country of Turkey gets rocked again by another earthquake on Monday. This one was a 6.3 magnitude. It caused further damage to the area that's already devastated and laid to rubble just two weeks ago by two other earthquakes. This latest quake occurred in the Hatay province, and the capital city of Hatay is Antakya, and it is virtually unrecognizable from the previous two quakes that occurred on February 6th. That killed over 20,000 people there. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 